Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So thank you so much for all of your amazing support with the podcast. Thank you so much to anyone who has shared it. Thank you so much to anyone who has shared it with a friend, reviewed it, whatever it may be. So please continue to do so. And I continue to get amazing guests on like the likes of Ong Sheen who's coming up, Tommy Wood, Emma Story Gordon, Bradley Simmons, the, the list are endless. And I'm very, very, very lucky to have the amount of people that I've had on the last little while. And that's down to you guys telling me who you want one, but also you guys give me the ideas for the content, but also you guys giving support. The more people that listen to it and share it, the more likely I'm going to get bigger guests on and the big guests that you want. So today's podcast is, I kind of, I was out for a walk this morning and I kind of, something just kind of ticked in my head with what this, and it was something that a client said to me on a check-in yesterday on the on one of my one-to-one clients said to me in relation to a few things and what we're going to talk about is kind of the stages of a kind of a transformation and what can happen is when we embark on a kind of transformation or a weight loss journey or a muscle building journey whatever it may be they you have to be aware that there will be hurdles to overcome and there's this whole method of like well after all anything worthwhile doesn't come easy but you have to know that the hurdles you experience are very closely related to the stage of transformation that you're actually in. And understanding the various stages are like understanding the various different seasons of the year and understanding that we can help you realize what's coming up with these hurdles and trying to move past them. So some of the, the, the kind of like there's I kind of categorize it as kind of six main stages There's five, but I, I'll squeeze out a sixth which are denial, anger, resistance, accepting, exploring, and action. And it's important to look at that the, the, the denial, anger, resistance, accepting, exploring, and action. I haven't met a client that hasn't gone through all the various different stages on, on all of this. And every single one of us will pass through these different stages. You may spend longer in one stage than the other compared to others, but it's not about comparison. And you may go back a stage as you learn new things, learning about new things about yourself, learning how to tweak or to evolve new habits. And the journey is different for everyone. That's a really, really important thing. Some people will stay in various different stages for a lot longer and some will progress a lot faster. And that may be that you're stuck in that resistance phase while someone could be actually stepping into the action phase and vice versa. So it could be that kind of shift for someone. It could be harder for someone to get out of a, a stage for someone. How your actual journey unfolds will be very, very unique to you. Knowing what to expect is, is really, really important. And why you actually may be feeling certain ways throughout your journey is really, really important. That's where my job comes in as a coach. And it will help you understand what you what you encounter is likely very, very normal. There isn't one client that I've ever worked with that hasn't had some stage of where there's resistance or there hasn't been some stage of denial or acceptance or there hasn't been one stage where it's gone 12 weeks of nothing has come up in life, whether a kid gets sick, a stress deadline, a bereavement or something. It's all very, very normal. And we need to know that we need to how to get you from one stage to the other and understand what each stage is. So I'm going to talk about what the first stage is, which is denial. Denial is the very, very first stage. And it begins with with knowing that change is actually required. But you're not necessarily ready for all that change to occur. You might be ready to lose weight and feel better about yourself. 
But when you're told that you need to change and work on actually changing habits and mindset in order to lose weight permanently, you don't believe this or want to hear this. You just want the weight gone completely. How many times have you heard about people talking about, and I'm definitely one of these people, I've said it before, that working on your habits and your mindset probably come before working on a weight loss journey. So many people say they want to lose weight, but they haven't got the habits, they haven't got the stress management tools, they haven't got the necessarily they're overwhelmed by so much information because a lot of people are spending time on social media and they don't know where to go. And a lot of the questions that I get in, whether it be one-to-one clients or whether it be the female follows program, which is the group coaching that I offer, a lot of the questions that are coming in is they don't know who to believe. They don't know what to believe and they don't know where to start. So sometimes a lot of people can think that exercise and diet is all you need to do to lose weight. Yes and no. And I think there's a lot more to it than that. People say they just want to lose weight and that's going to happen. It's not going to just going to fall off. That's not how it works. It's like when you're trying to save money, it's not just going to manifest your itself. So you need to look at it from a point of view of it's probably less likely down to willpower. It's probably less likely than it's less likely that it's actually down to restricting food. A lot of people think that that in order to lose weight or in order to stay on track and lose weight, you need to have enough willpower and you need to have restrict your food or you need to only just stick to your workouts and that's what's going to happen. And instead of being open to a brand new process, you want to stick with what you know and believing that your answer to your problems is found in what you eat and how you move. Well, that happens to an awful lot of people is a thing called sunk cost fallacy. And what that is, is necessarily, if you're someone who, for example, goes, has been going to slimming clubs for years and they keep going back, but they never, like you lose a few pounds, you put it back on, you lose a few pounds. There's feedback saying that something's not right. It's either that you haven't implemented what's been told, which I'm not surprised, or you've never been given the habits to actually maintain it. And you're so invested that this money is going to get me to that goal, but you're so ingrained and so entrenched and so you're of the belief that that's going to get you to your goal but realistically you like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again so something needs to change and it's normally the approach and sometimes when you're you're if you're in denial you avoid any discussions or mention of things that you make you feel uncomfortable whether it be a habit or a mindset change and sometimes that can be uncomfortable for clients when you have that open and raw conversations but generally the clients that I work with on a daily basis, particularly my one-to-one clients, are the clients who are open and honest about things that they, they they talk about, why they believe a certain thing about food. Where did that come from? How do we build that habit? Like the, the notion of good or bad food, was it rewarded as a kid? Was it taken away? Was there grief or trauma in your life? That belief of why you need to be per- perfect, all those different things. We also need, you, you could be in denial if you appear uninterested or stick your head in the sand or don't do check-ins or run away from things when messages are sent. You act as if your problems aren't as bad and you continue and you push things down and then they explode and they ramp back up. You only do things you want to is a really, really big one. Do you think that the issue will resolve itself? You blame others or external events for your situation rather than actually taking an inward step and saying right what's actually going on here you think that you need to change you don't need to change anything you believe that the answer is food and exercise rather than actually looking at your approach you need to look at 
well, you think that you're totally in control. That could be a denial thing as well. And denial is a defense that occurs as a way to protect you from getting out of your comfort zone and the fear you feel about doing that. However, it's really, really hard to actually recognize that you're, ac- you're in denial. For example, if you, have it of, if you have a habit of drinking a lot when you're in a certain group of friends and your coach or someone else points this out to you, you may say things like, I don't drink all the time or drinking it isn't a big deal. My, respect, my friends respect me what I do. They're really nice people or it's only a few every so often. And this process, I don't know why I picked alcohol, but it's one of those things that kind of cro- can't crop up when I've had clients before that's kind of like it, a few drinks during the week generally leads to a fair few drinks over the weekend and people can get frustrated with the process. And denial is a normal phase of transformation. But it's really important that unless you stop denying what is actually going on in your life, you'll never get the results. And then the next stage leads into anger. And this is this is the stage that follows denial. And it's when you begin to realize how much pain you're actually in. While denial is a protective mechanism, anger is a masking effect that you use to hide all the emotions and pain that you're carrying. The pain of being overweight, the pain of not liking who you are, the pain of feeling like you don't belong, the pain of not being happy with your relationship with food, the the pain of trauma or grief that might be going on in your life, the pain of not being able to play with your kids or being out of breath or having high cholesterol levels. For example, you may be starting to realize how much the weight that may be on has impacted your life by preventing you from actually really figuring out what you actually want to do or even wearing clothes that you want to. Like how many times have you actually gone to, one of the biggest things I hear, like when I was, the female fat loss group started, the February intake started on Monday and I was looking through the sheets of what some, and I asked clients in the Facebook group to share what was some of the biggest things that they wanted to do. The two top things that came through were improving relationship with food and also feeling better in clothes. So how often do you go into your clothes press or whatever it may be and you're not in a position to get into a certain outfit? That can be hard to take if you're if you're continuously fighting that struggle. And I think we've all been there. I really, and, I, and I'm not just sitting here from an ivory chair, there's, there's times where the clothes feel a little bit tighter and it can it can mess with your mind and if you're repeating that pattern over and over again and these feelings are likely to be confronting or even heartbreaking and can be, and kind of lead to lower self-esteem and so you actually cover them up in anger instead and you when you reach this stage you might be angry at your coach you may just say well what's the point and you may end up sabotaging things you may end up pressing the fuck up button and what's the actual point of continuing to do this. You feel bitter or resentful about things unrelated to your transformation journey. You use anger or aggression to push people away and you go full hermit mode. You focus on your regrets. You feel overwhelmed because you tried to change everything and going back into old methods. You beat yourself up. You feel embarrassed or ashamed. And that's a really hard one for people to listen to. You complain that things are unfair and it's kind of like, well, why me mode and victim mode? And you get angry at others who don't seem to have the same problems you do. I can assure you every single problem that people have, someone else along in this world has the same problem and they've got through it. You you get angry at yourself for not being in control of your weight. It's not being in control of your weight that's the issue for a lot of people. The control thing comes from not being in control of what other people think. Because we feel that if we are looking a certain way, we will be accepted by society. 
we feel that if we are potentially a little bit overweight and we are seen to be eating cookies or cream or whatever it may be and people see that they're like oh this person eats an awful lot of that they're disgusting that's the stories that we create about ourselves but that's not truth and then we just want to be accepted by society and unfortunately we live in a fat phobic world at the minute where people who are who are struggling with their weight obesity is a very 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 complicated thing that's out there at the minute and it's not lack of willpower it's not lack of skills not lack of trying for a lot of people there's an awful lot of mental health things at play as well it's multifaceted a lot of people when they get to the angry stages skip their workouts they block out people who are trying to help they just don't talk to their coaches they don't talk to people around them they criticize or gossip about uh, about others who are taking action they take things really really personally they blame others for their situation and they turn to food to a way to kind of numb the pain or block the feelings and they turn to emotional eating and the next stage we have to talk about is resistance and resistance often occurs where you're in between the comfortable and the unfamiliar and it's scary and what you're anticipating is what the next step is you may feel angry but you're almost scared you're mostly scared you may be worrying about losing friends not being able to do things that you once found pleasurable or putting in the work and still failing the fear you experience may be paralyzing you from taking action and you may feel discouraged disillusioned or upset there's an amazing book called the courage is calling by ryan holiday and in that book he talks about fear that's the main element of the book and fear as he described it is it's one of those it's the one thing that every single person in this world has we are all scared of something we're all scared of doing something out of the ordinary something spectacular because we think what we care what other people are going to think but if you reframe it and say to yourself right am i really that important that mary down the road is really worrying about what i'm doing on a daily basis if you think about it that way Am I like, is your, are, you, are we full of our own self-importance that much that someone else, that you believe someone else cares about what you're doing on a daily basis that much? Like realistically, think about it, dissect it. How many times have you said that whole thing of, well, I'm caring what other people think, but do you really, if you dissect it and take a step back and say, well, is it, are they really just sitting there having a cup of tea with their husband or their partner or their kids thinking what Mary is doing right now that oh she must be doing this she must be doing this do you really think that's happening i would highly doubt how often in your head are you worrying about what other people are doing not very often i'd say it might be coming in seldom but i would doubt it's coming happening an awful lot and the fear may be paralyzing for you from taking action and you may feel discouraged disillusioned or upset for example you may be starting to see what that you do actually drink more alcohol when you're in a certain group of friends that someone else had pointed out previously or they don't really respect your desire to change your life and your body and your mind and on one level you know that the people you're associating with are enabling your poor habits contributing to you self-sabotaging but you're afraid to cut them out of your life or put boundaries in place around time you spend time with like how often do you say well my husband has potentially got drink in the house and he keeps giving me food or he keeps giving me drink but that's if you don't want to drink it no one can make you and then you're kind of like you, you this justification can come into your head of like well that's only one drink and then it turns into a whole bottle it's like oh i've done it again but 
it, it it's coming down to what you value. It's coming down to be clearing on your clear on your values. John D. Martini says you will always do what you value more. There's no problem. I encourage clients to have date nights. I encourage clients like if you're out every single weekend and going hard every single weekend on the pints, results will be slower and frustration can ensue. But there, if you're doing it every so often, you're having a glass of wine or a cup of glass of wine a week. That's grand. You can still get results. But you need to look at it that the whole thing can make you very resentful towards a group of people or frustrated with, with yourself or putting up with it or even angry at our coaches for pointing it out to you. And resistance is the point where you can see that you needed to make a change, but you're not sure how or if you can. And fear will be driving these actions and behaviors at this point. When in the resistance stage, you're likely to ask, why me, poor me? Doubt about what your coaches are telling you. Complain or act like a victim. Think that you're kind of being asked to do the impossible. Uh, thinking that you're like that you're worrying about what others think, what others will think of you feeling overwhelmed which is generally lost sight of a goal you're wanting to give up because it's easier you become quiet and reclusive hide away you put a deadline on when you want results by so you say well if i don't go down this much by this date well then i'm going to give up like no no no, that's you telling yourself to give up because your expectations aren't in line with your actions at the minute you're telling yourself to give up complain that things are unfair pretend you're further along on the journey that you really are and that's massive because people are like, well, I thought I'd be at this stage, at this stage. Like, well, where did that come from? Well, on a previous diet, so I was doing this. But I was like, well, how how often did you take the food out? How many did you t- cut out alcohol? Did you, how many calories were you on? Or what food group did you take out? Look at the different approaches. You can't compare one approach with the other. If there's a completely different approach, it's not the exact same. You get jealous of others who don't seem to have the same struggles as you do. You compare yourself to others. You hide behind excuses of being too busy. You procrastinate, which means you're feeling unsafe. That's generally what procrastination means. You look for other quick fixes in diets and go back into old habits. You get distracted by what what others are doing. You focus on your past failures and use them as an excuse that you can't do something. You have this little voice in your head saying, well, why am I different? Why is this going to be different? I'm going to self-sabotage etc etc you complain about not getting your results even if you're not doing the work seek out other people who are in a a similar situation to you and have pity parties misery loves company you stop putting in as much effort into your transformation you give up well there are no real specific timelines for the stages of a body transformation or a weight loss transformation resistance can last a while or it can crop up many times as you confront the various habits and mindsets that you need to work on. The resistance phase is the one that you're most likely to quit and throw in the towel. But if you can hold on for a bit longer, there is a path. And a lot of people will can struggle to get out of this phase. A lot of people can struggle to get out of this phase. And this is the one where a lot of people will kind of potentially go from, from the resistance phase back into maybe the anger phase or lean into the the kind of like the, the 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 denial phase sometimes as well and sometimes you may need to take a step forward or backwards to go forwards the next stage realistically is a thing called acceptance and it can take a while to get to this stage it really really can but the closer your work with your coach or yourself and the more you trust the process and I hate that saying that sentence of trust the process to client. I really hate it. 
but the quicker you'll actually get there. You'll note that accepting is the second kind of thing in a diagram if I was to actually draw it out. And it's an important stage to acknowledge and celebrate once you reach the second row of the stages. So if I was to look at the documents that I have here in front of me with the notes that I have in front of me, on the front line it goes from denial to anger to resistance and underneath it has an arrow going from resistance all the way drawing over to accepting. So denial, anger, resistance, underneath denial is accepting, underneath anger is exploring, underneath action, underneath resistance is action. So you need to look at it from that point of view that it's an important stage to acknowledge and celebrate because once you reach the second row of stages, you'll never return to the top row for most people. And you, once you accept your situation, you'll probably never live in denial, anger or resistance again. It's accepting where you're at. It's accepting the actions that maybe have got you there. It's accepting that you may need guidance and support. It's accepting that you, it's not poor me. It's accepting that you may need counseling along the way. It's accepting your actions. It's accepting that it's not others that are at fault. Well, it may be, but generally for a lot of times it can be our reactions to those things. And it's an important one because it's the one where you finally stop fighting and resisting and fighting the actual process. You may not be ready to take the action yet, but you finally accepted that where you're actually at and that you need to make those changes and you and you're really ready to make those changes. And this kind of resigned acceptance may not be a happy space, but it's one which you're finally ready to accept your situation for what it is. And in this stage, we'll probably probably things will come up, be willing to accept and set up a goal. Start exploring why you want to make a change. Look at your situation with more open-minded kind of lens. Stop complaining about your situation. Accept that you need to change, but feel overwhelmed and with what you need to do. You feel vulnerable. You'd be afraid. You're afraid of the amount of work that you actually need to do. You feel vulnerable and scared. We all feel scared when we feel unsafe. The brain ramps up at this stage of saying to us, I feel unsafe. Our brain is there as a computer to protect us. And if it kind of feels unsafe, it's going to tell us that, well, why you? Why are you so special that you can do this? All these different stories that have limited us before ramp up. And this stage, we can also feel a a bit more committed to the transformation of the mind and on the body. You you feel afraid about being willing to confront your fears. Fear means false evidence appearing real. If you actually challenge the the fear that you have, where is it coming from? A lot of it comes from what other people think. Start to think about a new future and what you actually may want to achieve. Be willing to be more accountable to a coach or to your coach. Be willing to ask for help. Like asking for help is not should not be a sign of weakness asking for help with my mental health was the best thing i ever did i would not be here if i hadn't asked for help and you should not be at that point too many people think that they need to get like unfortunately an awful lot of people will get a scare before they change anything so some will have a health scare or they'll have an injury and they'll be like now I actually need to sort my shit out. Why do we need to get to that extreme point in order for something to change? We should not get to that stage. 
But unfortunately, we live in a world of extremes and perspectives change when those extremes happen. And I'm talking from experience on that. We start to seek advice from others who have been through what you've been through. And it's understanding that your coach has your best interests in mind. Sometimes the coach that you may have may not be the right one for you. And I may not be the right coach for everyone. That's okay. But it's about being having a safe place for you to speak freely. Understand that the two of you have to work in tandem. If someone doesn't understand what the coach has said or if the coach doesn't understand what the person has said on their check-in, it's about having a safe place for that conversation. It's not about berating them for doing that. It's about celebrating small wins along the way and those small wins along the way are going to add up to some sensational results. The next stage is exploring. And once you've accepted that change is necessary and important, you'll enter the exploring stage. And when you're ready to think about what you need to do, and this is what happens, you're, you're ready in this stage to think about what you need to do and what is actually possible. And in this stage, you commit to learning new skills, to work on your habits, and to put consistent effort into your actual transformation. While you may still feel a little bit overwhelmed at what you need to do or worried about what others may think of you, you're willing to work with your coaches and seek their help to get past these habits. Instead of seeing change as a threat, you're now seeing them as an opportunity. Instead of looking at things in a negative light, you're now seeing them as positives. And really, and kind of like in this stage, you're of exploring. It's common to be more teachable and open to new ideas. You're increased the level of accountability with your coach rather than hiding. You're starting to think about your kind of your 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 fitness goals, your body shape goals. You're willing to take that little bit more risks and try new things. You're willing to focus on what you can do rather than what you can't do. Accept that you have responsibility for your actions and your life. Feel excited and kind of have this proverbial weight lifted that you're excited about the future. You feel more energized and pumped. Focus on your results. You're tempted to speed up your results because you're in that place of like, right, I'm in a good headspace now. Let's push this a little bit further. Sometimes you can get a little bit cocky and kind of try to change too many things. You worry about getting everything right where the perfectionist kind of can creep back in. You think about that a mistake will send you backwards. That kind of fear or that voice ramps back up. You feel a little bit impatient. It's like, well, I'm doing everything I can plus, plus a little bit more. Why are my results not the same or getting better? You take action and then take a few steps backwards because you were afraid that voice ramps up. You get can get a little bit, you can go back into that mini quitting mode that I spoke about in the last solo episode last week on episode 333. And hold back from taking action due to fear. So the next stage is action. And this is the final phase. Is when you take the actual action itself. This is where you finally stop making the excuses as to why you can't do things. You stop procrastinating about and fully committing to what you need to do. You still may be afraid of some things. But you're willing to stand strong and confront your fears. Because you know that's the only way forward. You find it easier to take action over some things over others so so procrastination will still occur and procrastination is essentially you feel safe so you feel unsafe that's essentially what it is you feel unsafe so you're not sure what to do because you're scared that fear ramps up that voice ramps up but the more you take action and the more action you take the easier it becomes to take action 
even in the things you scare most. Most people when they think of motivation, it's like it's just going to bring you to your destination. Like, well, I'm I'm really low on motivation, so I'm just going to stay where I am. That's essentially what happens. But motivation works from taking action, more motivation. What people think motivation happens is motivation will come along, bring you to your goal. No, that's not what happens. In the acceptance phase, you finally accept that your life is based on your choices and your actions. And you'll take full responsibility for your situation. You'll also increase your accountability to a coach or to whoever's helping you. Or as you may to continue to realize how accountability keeps you progressing. And in this stage, it's really, really common to feel uncomfortable about what you need to do. But you do it anyway. You might feel a little bit out of control and that's scary. You feel proud of yourself. Have moments of doubt. We all do. Without getting bogged down in them. You trust your coaches fully and you may not question their advice as much, but questions should be are a good thing. Be more open and honest with your coaches. You kind of reduce the habits that you have about people pleasing and comparing yourself. You work on that with your coach or your therapist. You rely on your coaches more and call them when you need help. You feel sad that friends and family are not in the same journey as you because you're letting go of a chapter of your life, but that doesn't necessarily need to become the story. Be tempted to try and get them to take action too so they can join you along the way. You might feel a little bit lonely because not everyone is doing what you are. You might feel a little bit isolated. You might feel excited about the actual future. You fall in love with the actual process. I find that it takes a little bit of kind of a few wins along the way to start falling in love and trusting the process. It's... It's... At the beginning, motivation is quite high or should be quite high because you're clear on your why. If you don't have a why, there's, you're not going to move. You're not going to change. Literally, you're not going to change. You'll be stuck where you are. And you fall in love with the kind of like the process and the journey. You feel nervous because you've never done and got to this far before. You experience wins and understand the importance of actually accepting them and celebrating them. You feel as if you're finally progressing the way you want to. And you let go of your result because you know the answer is the daily actions. And this is really important. I've spoken about this before that too many people are focused on the end goal and not focused enough on what they do on a daily basis. Tell me what you do on a daily basis. I'll tell you where you'll be in a year. Like if you look at my goals, my goal board above my head right now, I can see what my goals are for the whole year. And then if I look at my calendar, they're all linked to get me to that goal. What I need to do with my daily actions to get me to that goal. And there's a definite link with where my headspace is at right now. Between being consistent, being proud of what I'm doing. And it's important to have that and give yourself a pat on the back when you deserve it. So you need to understand that it's not a linear journey. And... You may zigzag, you may go up and down, you may go back into different stages and you may spend a lot of time isolating between denial and resistance, for example, before finally moving into acceptance. And after taking action towards kind of changing one habit, you may go back to accepting and it becomes clear that you need to work on another habit. But remember, once you've made it uh, to the acceptance stage, you won't go back to anger, denial or resistance because you'll have more awareness. And I love when I talk to I had a great conversation with Owen Sheehan the, and he was very self-aware and 
he becomes a little bit more orientated towards the process and how he'll actually take action and that will bring him the results. It's the exact same thing with this. If, if you've already confronted some of your fears and taken action despite feeling afraid, you'll also know that there are better things for you on the side of fear and this will make it easier for you to take action. The important thing is like, don't give up. Like the important thing is to remember not to give up. It isn't going to be easy and it's never going to always be easy. There will be challenges. Life will ramp up. There'll be difficulties along the way. But the more that you reach out and maybe have someone to be accountable to and have the support and feel supported, have that network, the more you can have tools in place to get through those stages. Those people, I'm going to be brutally honest, those people who get the results aren't special. That's me being 100% honest. They don't know more than anyone else. They haven't had it easier than anyone else. And the only difference between those who get results and people who don't is those who are clear on their why. They are very aware and they focus on what they need to do rather than what they should be doing or where they need to be or where they feel in vertical is where they should be. People are afraid of doing things. People are afraid of what other people are going to think. People are afraid of saying no to something. So through getting some sort of structure or strategy, getting some sort of understanding why you do things with your habits or mindsets. I, like, when people say, oh, it's just a habit. It's like, no, 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 it's not a habit. Where do the habits start? In order for a habit to form, it needs a cue, craving, response, reward. So what is the cue for you to potentially be picking in the kitchen? There's nothing wrong with it, but it could be the difference between you getting the results that you're looking for if you're looking for like really, really low body fat. So it's about addressing where that's coming from. Where did the habit come from? Oh, I'm bored. Okay, so what can we do instead of things? What, what can we do instead of picking in the kitchen when we're bored? And having someone to be accountable for you will really, really help you. So I know I've kind of gone off on a few little tangents here with the, the episode and the, the, the six stages of kind of a, a transformation which are denial, anger, resistance, accepting, exploring, and action. So I hope this episode has made sense. I hope this, because I, sometimes in my head it makes sense. So hopefully you get what I'm talking about. If you have any questions on it, pop me a message, pop me a DM. If you've enjoyed the episode, please do share it up on your story, share it with friends. Love to hear the, the feedback on this. And if you want to work with me on a one-to-one -one capacity, online click on the link below and we can book in a free call i am taking a very small number of clients for the next week or so um it's got pretty busy now which is great so if you have if you if you're ready and you want to break through those different stages click on the link uh, below and we'll book in a free call and we can have an openness conversation and i will figure we will help to figure out your why so talk to you soon thank you so much for listening